0: We just spent whatever we wanted, whenever we wanted. And when the money ran out, uh, there was always a, a credit card that we could depend upon to, uh, to pick up the slack. Spending money is a lot like the, uh, the fish tank syndrome, right? You grow to the size of your tank. The more income you have, the more you spend. So uh, that, that outpacing of income versus uh, spending ne- never happened, and, and uh, our debt just turned into a big snowball rolling down the hill.
1: The Couple Money Podcast, the show where we share stories and advice on building your marriage and wealth together. I'm Elle Martinez. Support for this podcast comes from Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money Course. This self paced video course is designed to help you two get on the same page with money, dump your debt faster, and build wealth as a team. Get lifetime access and bonus videos on retiring early and paying off your mortgage faster for $27. You can check out the show notes or head over to couplemoney.com jumpstart. How invested are you in your marriage and your money? I know, kind of a weird question to ask you considering you're listening to this podcast. But hear me out. I'd love to say that merging your lives and finances is really easy The truth is though, even if you two are deeply in love, it can take time to find your rhythm and your path. I haven't met anyone yet who wants to be stressed out over money in their marriage, but I have seen and I know from personal experience and talking with others that we can mess up and it easily gets out of control. Sometimes we get into a tight spot and we don't know what to do. And that's why I want to share this interview again. Out of all the episodes I've recorded, this has got to be one of my favorites, because it captures what incredible things you can do together. And it also honestly shows the hardest part is having that first conversation and opening up. Imagine you had to come clean to your husband or wife about how much debt you were in. Everything looks fine, got a nice house, jobs are great, kids are doing well, but you're barely keeping your head above water. Travis found himself in this exact situation and he was handling the numbers. And after a setback, he had to admit that they had $109,000 of credit card debt. What would you do if you were him? What would you do if you were her? In the last few months, we've had tens of thousands of new listeners joining us, and I feel like now is a good time to queue up this interview again. There are so many great takeaways from their story, but the core of it is what I asked earlier. How invested are you in your marriage and your money? I hope you enjoy.
0: It was just a continuous uh, overspending week after week uh, month after month we, we didn't have a budget we didn't talk about you know how we were spending our money we didn't talk about our income versus our expenses and we just uh, we just spent whatever we wanted whenever we wanted and when the money ran out uh, there was always a, a credit card that we could depend upon to uh, to pick up the slack right We always had this viewpoint that, the, the next pay increase because we both had good jobs mm-hmm. um, the, the next pay increase would would uh, outpace our spending right, get our income to outpace our spending and of course that never happened because you know, spending money is a lot like the, uh, the fish tank syndrome right, you grow to the size of your tank the more income you have the more you spend so uh, that, that outpacing of income versus uh, spending ne- never happened and, and uh, our debt just turned into a big snowball rolling down the hill it, in the beginning, we were both aware, uh, very aware, right? We, we knew that we were accumulating debt together. Um, and again, we always, you know, had these discussions. Well, I, I'm going to get a raise, you know, next month, and then we'll we'll be able to start paying it down. Um, or, you know, how much is our debt now? Well, here's, we have this much on this card, this much on this card, and it adds up to about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then a- after a while, um, as that number just continued to grow and grow, uh, I really got, know, kind of embarrassed about that number and embarrassed that, that we weren't doing anything about it. And, and it got to the point where the amount of debt that we were having was, was really having an impact on the amount of money we actually had, right? I mean, any minimum payment is going to affect the amount of money yes. you actually had. But you, you get to the point where, um, you know, where we were taking, I was taking cash out of credit cards, or using credit cards just to, uh, to be able to sustain what we had been doing, um, and 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 then some. Okay. And at th- at that point, I started you know, basically not communicating with my wife anymore. The the most we talked about finances was her asking me, uh, "Are we doing okay financially?" And I would of course say yes, because to say no would be admitting that I was uh, you know at least in my mind at that time admitting that I was a failure as both well as a husband and a father. And and I wasn't uh, I wasn't equipped to handle that at that time. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, as we progressed through our, our, our debt accumulation years, uh, my wife became less and less aware of what our financial state really was.
1: That situation changed when Travis faced the reality of how bad their finances were.
0: <laughs> it was uh, June of 2009. And I remember, you know, the, the day I got the, the mail and we had five letters in there from, from a major credit card provider that we had five accounts with and uh, every letter was identical except for the account number on it and basically it was saying that they were changing their minimum payment policy from uh, you know one percent of your balance monthly to to two and a half percent and that doesn't sound like you know a huge change but when you're talking about thousands and thousands of dollars of yeah. credit card debt, uh, when I started to calculate what that was going to do to our minimum payments, I, I knew that, that we were done. Right? It, it, was no, it, it was going to sink us financially, there's no way that uh-huh. we were going to be able to make those payments. And At that point, uh, I had to have a very, uh, very open and honest conversation with, uh, with my wife about uh, where our finances really were. I, I, I think it was uh, more of, uh, at least initially, disbelief. Right? I mean, we knew, she knew that we were in debt. We knew that we had credit card debt. But, you know, the first question was, well, how much credit card debt do we really have? And, you know, at, at, at that point, I had gone into survival mode, right? It was yeah. just tr- trying to get to the next paycheck to be, you know, how am I going to get through the next two weeks? And I didn't even know. You know, I, I, I didn't want to know. So I didn't add up the numbers. And we added them up together, and we were both both shocked to see that number of $109,000. Gotcha. Um, at, at that point, you know, I really <laughs> didn't know what was going to happen. I, I wouldn't have blamed her if she would have packed up her stuff and walked out the door, to be honest with you, um, because, you know, marriage is, is all about trust. And I, I, I broke that trust for, for, for a lot of years uh, to, to get us in the situation that we were in. Luckily, she, uh, she stayed, and, uh, and, and we, uh, uh, together we, uh, we, we started our road to recovery.
1: Before Travis went on and gave the details about how he and his wife Annie managed to get on their debt journey, I had to ask him why exactly he waited that long to tell her how bad it was. After all, they had acquired this debt over a decade of being married. At any point, he could have came clean and it would have been a much smaller number to deal with. Travis's answer had nothing to do with the numbers, but instead how he felt about the situation.
0: Right. Exactly. And, you know, as you know, and and you can call it machismo, you can call it, you know, whatever you want. But as Mm -hmm. as 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 a father and as a husband feeling that I'm supposed to ensure that everything is okay, I'm supposed to make sure that my family is well, well provided for Mm -hmm. and uh, to admit that we had. and, And the way that our society as a whole is built is, you know, to say that you can't afford something is to admit that you're a failure. And to 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 you know to have my wife or my kids ask me, can we do this? Can we go on vacation? Can can we have this new thing or whatever? To, to say no in my mind at the time was saying, you know, I was failing them as 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 their provider, and uh, that that attitude and that perspective mm-hmm. was was the first thing that really needed to change for us to to turn our finances around.
1: That realization and the changes that needed to follow didn't happen overnight. But from the beginning, the two of them were determined to work this out together.
0: Um, you know, well, t- together, you know, we, we mm-hmm. talked about, uh, you know, bankruptcy was, was, was an option. We really wanted to avoid that if possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next idea was, uh, was talk to our bank and see if there's some sort of consolidation loan, some way that they could help us. Uh, and that was, <laughs> that was kind of a, a, a humorous meeting uh, in its own way. Basically, the the uh, the bank employee that we talked to, Representative, told us that uh, his advice to us was to um, sink all of our available funds into paying our second mortgage down so that we could use a home equity loan to, to consolidate our debt. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I just kind of stared at him, and I said, I'm not going to be able to make my payments next month. Uh, you know, basically, he said there's nothing that he can do, and I said – you know, I'm I, there's a chance that I'm going to default on my mortgage if, if we can't do anything. And he he had no advice for us. He had, mm. he had absolutely no advice for us. I, I don't know what he could have told us, but he uh, I think he was as, as shocked as, as we were about our situation at that point.
1: To make a bad situation even more stressful, Travis and Bonnie had less than two weeks to come up with a plan to fix their finances
0: it really was uh probably about ten days um be- oh, wow. because because the uh you know it was the next month's payment that was that was going to gonna sink us you know there's no way we we're gonna make the next payment um so you know we we went to the bank the next day and and when that didn't work as soon as we got home, I remember coming home from that appointment i said we gotta we gotta figure something out there's got to be some other option, and that's when we we started searching the internet, you know, because at that time, right there was mm-hmm. you now that was kind of the the whole economy was, and and there's lots of people having debt problems. Maybe not quite to the same extent, but there were people that were having financial difficulties across the country. And you heard these commercials on the radio for you know debt reduction and uh, um, and and, uh, and debt relief plans. And, and I didn't know anything about them, so I started searching on the internet. We started searching on the inter- internet. And uh, really, over the next forty-eight hours, took a crash course in, in uh, debt management plans and debt settlement plans, um, and uh, and kind of you know checking the Better Business Bureau and reading reviews online, and we kind of narrowed our search down to um, two to three debt relief providers. And uh, over the next uh, the next probably an- another day. Uh, really kind of narrowed it down to to one that we were going to give a call and, and I remember it was it was actually our anniversary it was june twenty ninth uh, two thousand and nine we uh, we called um, our debt relief provider that we ended up going with um, and uh, and had about an hour and a half discussion with someone on the phone um, about how it works and asking questions and um, you know people you know, the, the debt relief providers kind of get a bad bad rap um, and yeah and, and rightfully so in some instances because there are some, some uh, shady characters out there, um, but, but there are also some, some uh, legitimate debt relief providers. And uh, luckily we got hooked up with, uh, with a legitimate one, and he didn't, you know, there's no pressure. He answered all of our questions, and he, uh, the representative we talked to, actually uh, suggested take time to think about it. Um, I don't want you to rush into anything. And uh, uh, we, we thought about it for about five days at that point. Um, and I remember spending hours and hours reading uh, through their online community, reading reviews, doing research, and uh, when, we, when we called them back uh, five, five days later, we have had about another 90-minute conversation with uh, the same representative, and uh, that's when we, we signed up for our, our debt management plan.
1: They decided to go with CARE One's debt management program. I asked Travis how the payment system worked out for their family.
0: Uh, the payment was $2,489 a month.
1: Was that like less or more than your minimum payment?
0: So with the debt management program, mm-hmm. the, the payments are usually about the same as what your minimum payments were uh, prior to enrolling in the program. And, oh, and I okay. think I think it was, is, it, was, it was very close. The difference, though, is that the interest rate, you know, for example, you know, we had uh, several credit cards that uh, had interest rates, you know, 24%, you know, 27%, and, and those dropped all the way down to 5 and 6%. So even though the payment amount is the same, uh, such a greater amount of it is, is going towards your principal, allowing you to make progress on your actual balance as opposed yeah. to just flushing your money down the interest toilet every, every month.
1: With that much money going towards their debt each month, they're definitely knocking the balance down. But that wasn't the only change that the family made with their finances.
0: If we didn't fix the underlying problem, you know, we would just end up right back where we started. Uh, and, and we realized that. And luckily, we realized that. And we, we worked tirelessly at how are we going to do this different. And, and it really was an iterative process. You know, it, it wasn't overnight. It took us a while to really mm-hmm. figure out how much our lifestyle had to change to fit within the confines of our budget, right? Live within your means. Yeah. What did we have to change to, to do that? Um, and, you know, <laughs> I look back to our lifestyle um, before, you know, during our debt uh, incurring phase. And it, it's just crazy, right? I mean, we would invite our neighborhood over for Uh, for a party, you know, on the weekend and we would pay for everything. You know, we, if we wanted to go on vacation, we would, we would do it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. the credit card, credit card would pay for it. And so, you know, vacations were out, Um, you know, weekend gatherings were out unless it was, you know, potluck sort of thing. Um, You know, that we, we had a hot tub in our backyard that, that got sold um, you know, it, we, mm-hmm. you know, we, we constant. It was a constant evaluation of every expense um, that we had. Right, the the first thing that got cut was was all you know, basically all entertainment sort of things. And then we started looking at you know how do you, the the usuals, right? How do you cut cable down? How do you how do you get a handle on your grocery bill so that it's the same every month and it and it fits within your budget? Um, you know, it, it, like I said, just a constant evaluation of every expense that you have and you know once we got that cut all the way down then you know it's very important that you you don't uh completely cut fun out of your life right we did yeah. find ways you know very inexpensive or free ways to to have entertainment and you know basically it was like, you know what uh, we've got a lot of uh of things that we can do already inside of our house right we can have family movie night with red box and ice cream and and and, and that's good enough uh, we can go for family bike rides and and that's a great way to have family time and and still uh, still have fun and get outside we can get together with our neighbors and have potluck and it'll cost us nothing right i mean yeah. all the, all these things sound like common sense things to someone you know who's already living within their means but to someone that was living greatly outside of their means for so many years um it took uh you know it it was quite an effort to 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 figure that out yeah so so the first thing that we knew we had to do is we needed to 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 start talking about finances period Mm -hmm. and um and and you know we tried a lot of different budget methods we tried a lot of different systems you know and being you know kind of getting into the world of personal finance blogging uh there's a lot of ideas out there right that i'd never never heard of before right Mm -hmm. we tried tried the envelope method. We tried zero-based budgeting. We tried all kinds of different things. We tried different ways of, of sitting down and talking about our budget. And it took, you know, it, it actually, you know, to be honest, with you, it took us two and a half years to finally find the system uh, that, that, that works for us. And, and for us, that system is uh, we talk uh, Sundays and Thursdays, right? Thursdays is uh, before the weekend. We sit down and review our financial information pay any bills that we need to pay, talk about what resources we have available and, and how we're going to spend that money uh, over the weekend. And then Sunday evening, we, we regroup and uh, we talk about what we did with our spending, uh, how we stayed within our budget, how we're doing, what, we, what resources we have available, what expenses we have coming up for the upcoming week, make sure we're on the same page. So Sundays and Thursdays are our, are our days to sit down and talk.
1: Okay. And, and you then, still do uh, that?
0: Uh, absolutely okay. it, it, you know if uh, if it works uh keep doing it yes. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> their financial system has worked so well for them that they have paid off all $109,000 of their debt with that behind them i asked travis how they're spending their money now and what are their plans for the future
0: yeah, so, so there's yeah. a couple of different things that, that, you know, once we get out of debt, there's uh, quite a few things that we had been kind of putting off because, you know, we couldn't afford it or we weren't able to do so. The first was uh, we needed to, to refinance our mortgage because – uh, we had played the creative financing game when we built our house uh, 10 years ago, and and, uh, and we were on an adjustable rate mortgage, which turned out to work out in our favor because interest rates just kept on dropping. But, you know, oh. si- signs are that, that that's not always going to be the case. So we wanted to, you know, get that. And, and you know, our second mortgage was interest only, uh, which is never a good thing. So we wanted to get everything combined to get, we wanted to get our mortgage where we wanted it to be. So we, that was the first thing that we did. Uh, After that, you know, we started looking, you know, we're starting to look now at what's, what's our right retirement strategy. How do we uh, invest our money for the future? Um, What should we be doing to, uh, uh, to, to, to help get our kids ready for college? Uh, You know, some amount of uh, sigh of relief of, okay, we, we can loosen the belt a a, a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of the things that we did was I, I'm not a big fan of, of of eating out. And part of that uh, is, uh, you know, comes from our four and a half years of debt repayment uh, of, of just how expensive it is to eat out. But, you know, we figured if we increase our grocery budget and we buy better foods to eat at home, then that, you know, might reduce our temptation to, to go eat out at restaurants and actually be cheaper. So, um, you know, we increased our grocery budget a little bit. Uh, so those are some of the things that, that we've done. Um, and uh, we continue to reevaluate all of our monthly expenses. And, uh, you know, we're just trying to get things to where we want to want them to be long term for the next 20 or 30 years.
1: Before we finish the interview, I asked Travis if he had any advice for couples having a hard time talking about money.
0: Uh, I, I, you know, tell them that uh, it, to, to sit down and have that conversation with their significant other and to, to start doing it every day. Right. The, the best way to become. Uh, more comfortable with it is, is to do it, uh, do it, do it every day. Talk, see, reconcile your checking account every day for five minutes with, with your loved one. Um, and, uh, uh just share your goals and your dreams with each other. That's what uh, a relationship and a marriage is supposed to be about, you know, and that's not just about your, your, uh, your career goals or the things you want to accomplish in life. Um, that comes to your finances as well. What are your goals? What are your dreams to, to achieve financially? and uh, and work on them together.
1: Even though Travis and his wife have paid off their debt, Travis is still helping people square up their money over at enemyofdebt.com. Please check it out. He has a lot of great articles. I'll share a few of my favorites in the show notes, as well as resources you can use to dump your debt. Don't forget the Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money course is out now. It focuses on the big wins. We're not clipping coupons or pinching pennies. We're talking about how you can stop fighting about money, create a budget you both love, automate your finances, and pay off your debt faster. Just head over to couplemoney.com jumpstart. And if you haven't already, please make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. You'll get the latest stories and tips sent to you. It's free and easy. We're out there on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Overcast, and more. You can also grab the feed off our site so you can listen to the show from whatever podcast service app you prefer. Our theme song was written and performed by Gentle Regime. Additional music by Music for Makers. Finally, I want to say thank you. Couple Money Podcast is made possible because of awesome listeners like you. Your tweets, reviews, likes, and more are so encouraging. Thank you. If there's a topic or question you want covered on the show, just let me know. I hope you have a great week. Take care.